broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, guys. This is James Dawson, and I am alongside Andrew Bennett. Uh, now, a little context for today's conversation. Andrew and I are... Uh, Business partners, Flypaper and Text Request, have been working together here in the Chattanooga area, servicing the Chattanooga market. We, I guess you would say, are a product uh, that you present as part of your overall comprehensive digital marketing strategy and approach for small businesses. Um, And today, we're going to be talking, actually... You're not a turncoat to do this, but you're going to be telling business owners what they need to be asking agencies before they even consider working with them, right? Like yeah. That's part of what we're going to cover here. Um, so I'm going to let Andrew kind of take it away here with a story. And to set this up, I asked Andrew uh, to give me, I don't want to say rags to riches. I don't want to say zero to a hundred. To give me someone who came to him saying, hey, look, I need to get my digital act together. And I know that. Uh, could you guide me through it? So, Andrew, if you're allowed to tell us who it was, who was it? Where did they start? Where did they get to? What did that process look like? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not afraid to, to mention names. Uh, Supreme Restaurant Supply is the first example that it comes to my mind. Uh, Su- Supreme Restaurant Supply. Supreme Restaurant Supply. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they deal basically with a they work with a lot of different uh, restaurants in the area, and they furnish their kitchens. Okay. Um, they they give them all the appliances they need, all commercial. Um, appliances and really just a great group of people over there. You know, they're uh, they seem like kind of a work hard, play hard type. Where are they located? They are digitally. Where are they located? Digitally, where are they located? Currently, they have a website. Okay, it's booming. They get a lot of phone calls. Um, they get a lot of traffic. Good. Um, you know, when when I first uh, met uh, Matt Hancock over there and uh, Randy, so at the time they been doing uh, kind of a lot of those listings out there where you can leave little reviews that gives a little blurb of really what what they do but there was no large-scale website there wasn't a website at all so were they were they doing like a Facebook page I work in the b2b space right so I know how difficult it can be for businesses to market to businesses right. so so these guys basically they didn't have anything out there and they came to you and they're like Andrew we need some guidance here so what was what was kind of step one for them step one was just creating a presence okay uh, you know their, their home base was sort of a, a one-off listing if you would even call it a home base it, when someone was looking for their business they, they didn't have much to go to whether it was someone that's already done business with them before and they're just looking to find a simple phone number um or someone that just was interested in some sort of restaurant supply okay so i went in there and i, I talked i met matt first um and he was really uh, he was really cool he's like yeah you know i know we need some of the stuff uh and and i think they might have had he might have been managing some sort of smaller uh, site or landing page on the side okay um, and you know with his day-to-day uh, activity it just it, it was a very overwhelming for him okay. uh, so I went in there and kind of pitched them the idea of you know, let us build a website for you let us bring traffic to it and, and expand just your overall presence um, so so are they a uh, are they a smaller team did they have someone dedicated to be doing this or were they in a situation where they're like someone's going to have to learn how to do this or we're going to have to get someone else to do it. I, I think that's what it was. Matt, uh, Matt's a pretty tech savvy guy. Okay. Uh, but he's got a laundry list of his normal day-to-day activities where this was something okay. extra for him to decide. Gotcha. And a something extra for him on the side that just so happens to be one of the more important 
things that yeah. a business needs to be doing. So you came up to them and you said, guys, we're going to get you where you want to go. And for starters, that's going to be building you a website. So did you guys build them a website? Yep. We built them a website. Okay. It was about two years ago, maybe coming okay. up on two years. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of photos to put up there. They had a lot of information to put up there, but it was something that, you know, truly needed the time to be showing online. So when right. someone searched for, um, you know, anything relating to their business, they, they had an opportunity to show up. Okay. And the, one of the greatest things about, about this, about his industry is it, a lot of it's, uh, a lot of national companies are out there doing the exact same thing. And this is just big boys, right? And, okay. and this is a Chattanooga company. And in a sense, you can say that the internet is, it levels the playing field for national scale businesses and localized businesses. And because of this level playing field, they were able to compete in this realm of uh, online marketing of, of consumers looking for exactly what they have to, to be Interesting. Fast. Interesting. And what kind of demand that did, did they primarily market out of the Chattanooga area or to the Chattanooga area? To the Chattanooga area. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm sure they, they have somewhat of a, maybe a 50 mile radius or so, but they, they really like to stay in the area. It's a great example of, you know, the, a lot of small businesses just have the problem of we have so much to do and so few people. How can we, how can we find possibly find the time to do this? And that's where Flypaper came in. So Flypaper came in, and uh, oh, she wants you just get in on that guy, get a little closer to that microphone, get that pickup. I heard a little feedback there. Um, so for you guys to come in and build them a website, I mean, what kind of what kind of cost point are they looking at? just for the website. And you don't have to give me exact numbers here, but just to give our listeners a realistic idea of, of what kind of chunk that is. But then two years ago, also what kind of return they've seen from it? Yeah. Um, you know, the cost of a website can go from so little to you know, an astronomical amount. You can have websites that do very little. It's in essence, one page. Uh, or you could have a 100 page website with all this e-commerce functionality. People can buy off your website, a lot of moving parts. And so websites really nowadays can range from if you do it yourself on some sort of um, small do-it-yourself platform, it could be $20 a month. Sure. Or it could be $25,000 just for the setup of the website. Um, so it really can range from, from so many different things. We, uh, last week, Eric McNair mm -hmm. from Papercut Interactive, yeah. we were talking about how, it, you know, that, that smaller website, the say a Wix mm -hmm. or a WordPress or something like that. That does well for your your Etsy enthusiast or your small business that isn't seeing that much traffic. But once you hit, what would you say the threshold is where you like you really need to get it off your plate and let someone else take over the managing and the building of the website? Right. You know, it it just takes an honest eye to look at yourself or to look at the employee you have or employer um, whoever's managing it to to say, do they truly have the time to do this? Mm -hmm. And it. Could my time be spent uh, more efficiently doing something else? And, okay. you know, deciding, is, is this something that I'm willing to push off? And that's where a lot of agencies come into play when, when you do something like that. And, and so there's always the juggle. With small businesses, there's a juggle of uh, finances. You know, do you even have time to, or do you have the finances to hire an additional person to do this for me, to outsource this to another company? Um, there's just so many questions to ask. Uh, you know, it's hard to give a just a solid answer on it. It's just and, kind of one of the, it depends. And what I'm learning is for all of you guys in the agency world, there's a very um, consultative nature to everything you do mm -hmm. because each business needs a different solution. Right. Okay. So this, this is good. Now for these guys at Supreme, 
doing better now because of their digital presence, seeing yeah. success there kind of give me a, from, from where they are now, like rear view mirror to where they were, where are they now? Yeah, they, they certainly have a great presence. There's okay. a, a, a lot of targeted keyword phrases we've uh, gone after and they're showing up on the first page board, okay. which is always a plus, especially when you're, you're competing against, again, these national companies. Um, so they're getting a lot of phone calls. There have been plenty of times I've gone in there and they're just like, sorry, man, like, we're busy. Like, yeah. Can't even talk to you. Come, come back later next week. And um, you know, I could be in there dropping off reporting or, or one of uh, some of my other coworkers are in there and they're just you know, busy as heck. And, and I remember in the first, uh, might've been at the one year mark, you know, we wanted to go and talk to them and yeah. uh, just talk about the strategy and, and just do anything that you would expect a, an agency to do for you. And they couldn't even talk to us at all. And so we ended up, brought donuts by or something <laughs> and we put reporting on just like glad you guys are killing it good luck you know just to just to chattanooga timeout i love that uh this is a city where you know I, don't get me wrong other places people are taking the time uh to go see their clients i'm sure but you guys you go by you bring them donuts you want to hang out they're a local business you're a local business i'm at a local business i mean this is what chattanooga is all about it's certainly what uh business radio x here in chattanooga is all about exciting to be a part of it mm -hmm. um now if i am still trapped in the 90s let's say my listing is in do they do phone books does anybody, does anybody let's say let's say that my listings are pretty ancient of days okay my my website is certainly not mobily optimized um but if i want to take a step towards being relevant on a little budget <laughs> where would you encourage me yeah so we have a business stuck in a, a time machine and they okay. just appeared. You said you nailed it on the head. Uh, you got to fix that website. The website, you know, rule of thumb kind of in our industry, which isn't always, it's not always easy to do for small business owners, it, but you want to update your website, the aesthetics of it once every two to three years. Okay. And, and, and I can follow that, you know, parallax uh, was a big design concept that uh, it was huge when it first came out when you scroll and the, the image moves with you and yeah. you see like things change in the image and you know, that was huge. Um, and it's it's become a little bit less popular, but a little bit more innovative now. Now with Parallax, is is that uh, similar to the image you'd find if you went to Airbnb, where you've got like the person laying in the bed and they don't move until you start to, start scroll, to scroll and start to type in? It's it's evolved a little bit because okay. it's changed from what old Parallax used to be is just one single image, and sometimes now it almost is like a scrolling GIF okay. where you can see things change. So, I'm getting into technicality. Interesting. But it's, now, now, things do change with the aesthetics of design. We're going to take an unintentional pause to discuss whether or not it is GIF or GIF. What did I say? Did I say it right? You said GIF. I think GIF. I'm, I'm going to say GIF because it is. No, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> not today. Um, okay. So, website, key importance. Uh, I notice that right now uh, there's. About 15 people watching us on Facebook. Hey. So maybe we want to talk about Facebook a little bit. Huh? Yeah. Um, it works, apparently. Oh, wonderful. Facebook in the advertising sense? You're talking about our, our people? Well, I'm trapped in the 90s. I'm in the time capsule. You just told me I need that website. What am I doing in the Facebook world? Yeah, so Facebook has um, actually, a, there was a study done. And I, I look back at it today to see... Um, see where the source came from. And it's just, it was an article about ad age. Okay. And they came out and said, due to this poll, um, the results are in business owners report higher ROI through Google and through Facebook, the top number one, number two. And Facebook is so, is an efficient way to market yourself. As okay. a small business owner, 
you're, say you don't even go into the agency world and you just need to do something yourself, just do something to get out there. Yeah. You can spend as little as $5 a day and that $5 can really stretch across not just any audience, but an audience that would be um, the, the client base that you would be looking for. Um, okay. Now, with that in mind, the $5 a day time capsule. Remember, mm-hmm. I, just, I just popped out of the time sure. capsule here. Um, Encino, man. Is that what that movie's called? Anyways. Do I have the ability to to set that up myself, or do I still need to consult with someone? You can certainly set that up yourself. Okay. Um, you know, any agency out there could help you as well. Uh, but but I do think that the process is certainly easy. If you're looking to dip your toe in the water, you know, see what this Facebook is all about. You know, maybe you you have decided you do want to hire someone, but but you're trying to experiment yourself, become more knowledgeable, so you can ask the right questions. Sure. Um, you know, it, this is something that you could set up yourself. Uh, there are a lot of how-tos through Facebook, they, they can help you. There's even a, a call center they have that can help you through the process. So it You can call Facebook? You can call Facebook. <laughs> have you done that before? Uh, not me personally. We, plenty of times in the office, I'm really the Google guy. It's like, hey, I need help with Google. You call them and you don't know the answer. No, I, I love the fact that you can call Google and they'll mail you stuff. Uh, we had to do that once. <laughs> um, okay, so business owners that are looking to grow their digital marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned... You mentioned that Google is number one mm-hmm. and Facebook is number two. So let's say I do the $5 a day. Okay. Like what should I be looking for? And this is, I think this is a, a kind of misunderstood topic. I don't want to delve into this too deep, but what should I be looking for in terms of ROI? What kind of timeline should I be looking for? I, you probably get this all the time, mm-hmm. right? You're the marketing guy. Hey man, we're spending <laughs> hundred bucks a week on Facebook. Right. Where's my ROI? How are you calculating that? How are you returning that to the business owner? And what should what's a what's a way to manage those expectations for them? Right. So Facebook now has uh, they have pixels that you can place on your website. Okay. Um, so you can put uh, this pixel uh, if someone submits some sort of form and they visit from Facebook, they go to the website. You can say, Ah, I got one form submission out of this, gotcha. um, which you could call a conversion. Um, there are also offers that you can have little buttons that you can put on your ads to say. You know, take advantage of this offer, this um, you know, $500 rebate off my window replacement, or sure. um, you know, take advantage of this uh, spa coupon that we have going on. Um, you know, there, there are some hard clicks that you can track there to see, um, you know, did someone actually take advantage of this offer that I have? Were they looking at my ad and not just more than an impression or viewing the ad? Did they actually click to visit my website and then fill out a contact form inquiring about something that I might see a $1,000 profit from? Gotcha. And I only spent $5 for that. So, okay. Okay. So you're able to see all of these metrics. Um, I love going through this stuff because I get to play dumb and devil's <laughs> advocate simultaneously, uh, which some of the stuff I am dumb on. It's, it's great to learn and, and hear from somebody that's doing this daily. Um, so marketing is a small business. Um, progressing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I would only imagine that for the vast majority of small business owners that don't have a good digital presence that are unsure of how the ROI is going to come back into return, they're going to have some real budgetary constraints. Right. So, so how do you get them into the game aside from Facebook? Um, what are some other messes there? If you want to elaborate. Um, so aside from Facebook, so a great place to start is Google. You know, the number one, uh, according to this poll, ROI business owners saw the most return out of, out of using Google. So you have, the Google My Business, which okay. is when you type some sort of search in with 
uh, some sort of geo-modified phrase. So if you were looking for home builders in Chattanooga, most likely you have a okay. little box with a map. You're all right, I know that one. You so get A, B, C, D. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. that, that comes from Google My Business. You know, setting that up uh, has it's a lot of traffic. A lot of people like to see the map, like to see where exactly the business is located. Um, you can set that up. Uh, you have the organic listings on, on Google, and then you also have the paid listings of uh, AdWords, the pay-per-click campaign, which is uh, highly effective as well. Okay. Okay. And, and these are things that I'm familiar with. What's, what are some of these things from a trending standpoint? What are some of these things that have really changed? Because I learned about this cool thing last year at Digital Summit when I was there with you in Atlanta, yeah. uh, which is a great digital conference. Um, but that might not be relevant anymore. What, what kind of transitions or changes uh, al- algorithmically have you seen that people might not be aware of, just things that you want to let them know? Yeah, so so kind of going back to maybe Google's algorithm, some, some of the bigger things. Um, you know, Google, there's always been the assumption, you know, content is key, we, we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always been the assumption links are great, uh, whether they're going uh, outbound or inbound. Okay. Uh, someone's linking from their website to yours, or you're linking from your website to theirs. Sure. Um, and Google, it wasn't Larry Page, it was, it was another big wig over at Google, I can't remember his name right now. And he came out and said, he's like, yeah, the two big things, content and links, you know, driving um, driving that juice, so to speak, the, the yeah. Google juice to, to get you running higher. They came out and, and, and said that. They don't always openly admit things. Of, Here's exactly what uh, our algorithm is we want you to do. Right. Uh, but I guess since so many people have been talking about it, it was, it was a given anyways, but it's still big news that they admitted it. Okay. Um, so links on your page, you know, offering using your page as a resource. Mm. People oftentimes think, well, I, I don't want to send people from my page to someone else's page. Right, I, right, I right. lose that business. But but if you use your website more of, of a resource and look at it as a tool, you know, don't take our word for it. Look at this big website out there that, that can, you know, the gotcha. CNN article that talks exactly about what we do. Um, you know, it, being able to use your website as a resource. And, plus. and, and I know that click-through rates are going to be lower. So you could have, you could have 10,000 links on page two, and you're telling me that would help me uh, Santa Google, but we, we both know people aren't making it to page two. What's yeah. page two? Is there a page two <laughs> the, on the internet anymore? I think the, the percent is uh, like 98% of people don't go past the first page. Yeah. It's something, something ridiculous. Dude, literally, I'll scroll past the yellow sponsored listing on Google, and that number one, that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know they've changed that lately. Google knows me pretty well. The the sponsored listings on Google. Talk to so, me. so that's the AdWords. Okay. So for anyone that hasn't done that before, uh, you can actually pay for that placement. Okay. And great thing for advertisers Thus is sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually pay to show up there. Okay. You only pay when someone clicks on the ad. Makes sense. So I can have an ad up there and not have to pay a dime until someone clicks on it. Okay. Um, and so what Google's actually done is there used to be uh, 10 listings there. There were three on top, four on the right, and then two on the bottom. The right hand sidebar, like who wanted that? Anyways. Well, the bottom, who wants the bottom? Right. They've now replaced the entire bottom. Okay. And they have uh, four at the top now. Google got a new Google bottom. four at the top, three okay. on the right side. Four at the top. So what does that mean when you have less advertisers trying to fight for that space? Mm. Prices are going to go up. Pay it's going to be more expensive. But but it actually does put more value towards those top listings because not everyone actually does know there are paid listings there. Some mm. people just don't notice them. Um, but it's I, still a good I, place to be. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm at the point where I'm blown by them every single time. Uh, so one of the things that I, I like to do on this show is do exactly what we've just done. Kind of go from... If you're in 1998, like, that's okay, <laughs> uh, you know, but here we are today. Actually, yeah. 1998, geez, 18 years ago. So, but but here, here's where we've gotten to today. 
What I really wanted to focus in on here uh, to kind of not wrap up even, just kind of develop for you from a marketing agency standpoint, um, I feel like I could do some Google searches and be an expert, okay? And I feel like there's a lot of agencies (laughs) out there and consultants out there. You know, and don't get me wrong, like you're self-taught, you're a great marketer, you're doing freelance work, like good for you, more power to you. But if I'm a small business owner and I want to make sure that I'm getting quality service, what are some questions that are really important to ask before working with an agency or freelancer, et cetera? That's an awesome question. So what every single agency will tell you they do, they track. They track what's going on. They track the results. Mm -hmm. But going back to your question before, data, what is the ROI on that? Mm -hmm. What am I actually getting back from it? I can tell you you got 5,000 clicks, okay. but what do 5,000 clicks mean if you don't get a single conversion out of it? Right. If no one's, if no one's asking, um, you know, asking for more information, if no one's calling, if no one's actually buying anything, what, what is the point? Mm. Um, and so, so ultimately, you know, when you're working with an agency, the, one of the biggest questions to ask is, how are you going to track my ROI? And you don't want to settle for, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let you know how many clicks you have at the end of the month, how many impressions you have. Right. You really have to, you know, how, how am I going to know how many forms have been filled out and how many of those forms came from you? Right. Um, how many of those phone calls came from your efforts? What are you pushing through my funnel to drive me revenue? Exactly. Because everyone and their mother mm-hmm. is telling me I need a digital presence. But if I pay, again, this is why people are wary to start doing this. Not only because it's a foreign world and they haven't been doing it, but once they start spending that money, where's the ROI? So, Andrew, mm-hmm. what's your answer to that question? How are you going to show me the ROI? Obviously, you're speaking on behalf of a company, but just <laughs> we're sitting down in a consultative sense. Like, Andrew, I need you to help me with my business. Mm-hmm. How are you going to show me ROI for what you're doing? Yeah. So Google Analytics is a good start. You know, there are a lot of different uh, dashboard uh, options out there. Mm-hmm. Google Analytics is nice, assuming that, you know, you follow my opinion of if you were to start out with a foundational uh, marketing strategy, Google's part of that. Google, yeah. uh, Google Analytics is obviously Google's dashboard. And, and when you tie those two together, it's, it's a lot more seamless. You, okay. There aren't any questions as, uh, you know, whether or not this information is true or false. It's, you can see this click came from a Google paid ad. This click came straight from Facebook because they, they track uh, what social platforms are driving traffic to, uh, to your website. And so you can track all of those things in together. So you might have just answered the question, but what makes you, Andrew mm-hmm. Bennett, senior campaign director at Flypaper, <laughs> what makes the services that you're able to deliver different, better? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the important thing is, and, you know, this, this word is kind of, lately it's been overused. It's almost like, oh, I'm going green or I'm on a diet. You know, it's one of those. But uh, transparency is, is big with us transparency uh, okay. as a company. So if your campaign did not excel this month, well, we have to show you, hey, look, here are the numbers. You know, we make an effort to, to talk to every client, um, not just an email, you know, talk to them on the phone. Even go by and bring them donuts. Yeah, sometimes yeah. that too, okay. if you're okay. lucky enough. Um, you know, being able to show them reporting and, and say, look at this, here's what's going on with your campaign and being proactive. Here's what we're going to do to fix it. Here's why we think it went wrong. Um, you know, asking, asking the right questions and, and making sure that we are involved. And, and okay. not, you know, we don't ever want someone to sign on with us and, and they never talk to us again. We've got to make sure we're involved because that's what produces results. Their business could change. They could add a new product or service or heck, even move locations, and we have to go back and change all their listings out there. So that's important. That is awesome. On par with that level of awesome, we actually had a question come into our yeah, live stream here. More questions. Uh, going back 
a little bit. I'm, I'm quoting here. What is one of the best ways you, Andrew, competes with brands to get into those top three ad spaces? What's the best way to compete? Right. So, so I, if, if I'm looking to get in the top three on the first page. I want, I want to be in the top three on the first page. Okay. How much I got to pay? Is that expensive real estate? How expensive? What do I have it, to do? Are there some organic things? Speaking of real estate, real mm. estate is uh, a very competitive industry. So, you know, there, when you're dealing with it, you got to look at your competition. What's your competition doing? Um, you know, and make sure you're following all of Google's white hat tactics. Okay. You know, you're updating your blog or some piece of content on your website every, uh, every month mm. is, is ideal. Mm. Um, perfect case scenario. You know, you want to do something every week. Do you have, how are your listings doing that? Do they, it's called NAP, name, address, play, uh, phone number. Okay. Does your phone number on your website match this listing over here? Does the address on your website match this listing over here? Making sure that's all consistent. So if you dot your I's, cross your T's mm -hmm. for all the other things, mm -hmm. you're telling me that my ad space is going to have a better shot at being in the top. Consistency is key too. But yeah, I mean, okay. and there are so many factors that go into play. You know, you can have a, a blog post that includes a video. You could have a blog post that's a little bit shorter than others. Uh, you could have a long blog post with a ton of pictures. You know, it, changing it up and, and not, you don't want it to go stale. You can be right. consistent, but it, it's got to be unique. And, and they use that word so much in, in marketing. It really is true. What content can you put on your website that no one else has? Mm. That would make your website more of a resource. In turn, gotcha. people would be linking back to you because you're seen as that resource in the community. Gotcha. And, and in, in giving back and with the spirit of giving back, uh, you then have the ability to highlight others. And mm -hmm. There are so many, like I think we're a good example of this here with fly paper and text requests because we've been able to do, you know, content, blog posts, uh, social media stuff where we're able to just write about you. Yeah. You know, you have the, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't remember back when we decided to do the partnership thing, there was a press release with that. You know, there's, there's opportunity to give value and highlight someone else. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me right now, Google likes that. Google's like, hey, yeah, there's a philanthropic find, high five for Find it. an excuse to advertise. Find an excuse to write a blog post. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, and, and going back to creating unique content. Um, and I, I learned this at the, at the summit we were at in Atlanta last year. Um, hey, no problem, Jeremy. <laughs> um, I learned at the uh, seminar last year that, Find a question in your industry. Say you're a real estate agent. You know, what should I look for when buying a new home? Has someone answered that question? Um, say, say you're uh, looking to, I don't know, something. Uh, get a, a iPhone mm -hmm. place. You know, what what uh, what are some questions that I should ask my um, iPhone specialist or whoever's fixing? You know, right. so you want to know um, if there are questions out in the community that aren't being answered, especially in the like Chattanooga. There's because that's going to be really valuable content. People are looking for answers. Yeah. And if that my answer, answer is not there, that's more of a chance for someone to type that in and find your business. And like, oh, well, you know what? This is related to, you know, this person fixed this phone. So let me go just go talk to them. If, if I was going to put a bullet point on content being king for anybody listening today and being relevant, um, it is exactly that. It, what questions people are going to Google to mm -hmm. look you up, mm -hmm. right? Having content additional content and links and resources on your site is going to be extremely valuable for your listing there in general. But also if you can match up actual content that benefits the, the searchy, mm -hmm. uh, then you're going to have a better listing mm -hmm. and they're going to be able to find you. Yeah. So with content, answer questions people are asking about your business, exactly. your industry. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Now, kind of wrapping things up here, when I'm looking at, this is me asking a question to an agency here. Okay. Uh, I think people in the tech world that give timelines are always wrong. So, so like, I need this in 30 days? Or? Right, like, well, or if you tell me, oh, that's gonna take a week, like, be honest with me. You said transparency is really important. So, you know, how do you guys normally go about telling someone how long a process is gonna take to start it and then also to see ROI and, and then how does that look? It, it's, then that comes on the, on the agency too. I mean, you've gotta be honest and say, you know what, to get this job done effectively, we need 30 days. We need okay. 14 days. Um, so, I, and I think patience with, with the business owners. And granted, if you wait 90 days for a website to be built, depending on what it was and what they quoted you, you know, that, that sometimes can be outlandish. Okay. Um, there, there's a, re- a reasonable amount of time, but things can change. When you call an agency and say, I'm upset, I, I need this right now. I, in fact, give it to me by eight o'clock tomorrow. It's like, you're not gonna get a good product out That's of that. That's not how this works. Um, and and kind of to, to piggyback off that question too, you know, you also wanna, you've hired an agency for a reason. You, you want their advice and, and you want their skill set. And so I think a struggle a lot of business owners have is, is they, you know, this, their business is their baby. They started it 25 years ago. They've been in the community for 25 years. They didn't need a website 20 years ago. Right. You know, they, they, they know what's going on. They handle their finances. They hire. Uh, they deal with all the revenue coming in, whatever it might be. Yep. And now I've got this agency and they're working for me and I'm going to control them. Right. And that's not, that's not always the best way to look at things. Remember that when you hire the agency, they have a skill set that you either didn't have the time, the knowledge, or the tools to accomplish. And, and they're here to help. Right. Um, so making sure that you leave reasonable expectations for them as well uh, can oftentimes lead to a, a more beneficial relationship. So th- that's that's really valuable. And, and I think that even should be reiterated. You guys are working together. Like, yes, they are paying you. Yes. yes. Um, but they're paying you because you can do something they can't. Yeah. Right. Um, I love to do this at the end here to just say what's coming next. You look for trends, you look for things uh, in the tech world and in the marketing world, what's going to catch, what's going to be viral. Um, But what is one, maybe two things you see on the horizon or on the cusp and you're allowed to just spitball here. Okay. (laughs) Like I don't need any, I don't need any data. It could just be a gut or a hunch, but what's coming next? What do you think? Uh, for small businesses specifically, since mm-hmm. that's our topic today, sure. the re- the concept of retargeting is, is so fascinating to me, um, and it's it's evolving so much. So so those of you don't, that don't know the, the term uh, retargeting, I'm sure you've been to eBay, I'm sure you've been to Amazon, oh, gosh. and you you purchase something, and then you get an ad later saying, hey, this is also similar to what you just bought, you know, right? Come buy this also, um, or or maybe you go to look for some sunglasses and mm-hmm. you don't make the purchase, and that you see ads for that, those sunglasses. You're I'm just gonna around. put a little asterisk on this for for any guys that are thinking about getting engaged. Um, use an incognito tab. Do yes. not because you will pull up Facebook and your beloved will be sitting right there, and there will be nothing but advertisements was, for engagement. Is that a personal experience? Personal experience. Oh, man. Just everywhere. Retargeting ads for, for engagement rings. I'm sitting there like, oh, this is weird. Whose account am I logged into? Crazy. I'm just playing on Facebook. Facebook knows <laughs> that uh, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, so. <laughs> like, we've been together a long time. Algorithms. Okay, so <laughs> anyways, retargeting small businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's evolving. So you're able to take someone that's visited your website, another stack coming your way. Yeah. Uh, statistics show 
that uh, it's something like 85% of people who visit your website for the first time take no action whatsoever. So eight and a half out of 10 people who visit your site, they, they don't fill out a contact us box. Mm. They don't uh, call you. They okay. don't make a purchase. And they're about to leave and probably continue their research process of who do I want to make this purchase sure. with and go to one of your competitors. And so this is an opportunity when someone visits your website, they don't make a purchase, you can follow them. Valuable. Kind yeah. of stalkerish. It's awesome. <laughs> and it gets, it gets even worse if you want to call it stalkerish. Well, so you're sitting at Camp House because Camp House is awesome. It's great a great coffee. place. Um, Shout out to the Camp House. And you know that maybe a lot of younger people are visiting there and you have a new line of clothing that's targeting mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, males ages uh, 21 to 35 and Boom. they like hip clothes and you have hip clothes. You're at the right spot. You can target those people sitting in that room. Yep. Latitude and longitude coordinates. That just got real. Um, it's also playing, you can play into the beacon technology that Warble takes advantage of. Yep. Um, you can get as small as this room. You know, uh, we actually, we actually did something with the geo targeting with a Snapchat filter at the yeah, Chattanooga Expo. That was cool. Uh, it was cool, but then, you know, who the heck was our target demographic? Uh, it branding, was branding. Anyone that, anyone branding. It was our yeah. friend. What's the ROI on branding? Oh, um, and that's another hole to dive into. Uh, we can talk <laughs> about that for a while. Um, Amber says that these ads always freak me out when I'm on, uh, other people's computers. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. You learn a lot about people. On yeah, you can. Anyways, wrapping up here, Andrew Bennett. From Flypaper. Yeah. So great to have you on the show today. Um, I think there's a lot of valuable stuff. This is going to be up on Facebook. Thank you to all the people that wrote in questions and watched along live. I think we had over uh, 40 or 50 people on live during this session. Wow. And and it can remain up if we want to do that uh, as well online. But we'll have some stuff coming out next week, more stuff on this. Yeah, so you guys, if you guys have any more questions after this, and this was surface level on some mm-hmm. things, you could dive deep into every single topic. Yeah, yeah, how, how could somebody, for further questions, get a hold of you, get in yeah. touch with so you? Yeah, my, so my personal Twitter handle, at uh, Bandrew66, it's Andrew with a B in front of it. Andrew with a B on Twitter. Think about changing that, I don't know about the numbers at the end anymore, it's just kind of, I don't know. Go with it. Gotta grow up sometimes, you know? <laughs> and obviously, anybody, anybody watching this on Facebook, Nathan Pierman says, great job, man. Oh, thanks, Nate. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for the time today. That's all we got.